You're listening to Steve Allen on the Think About It podcast. Hi, Steve here. I want to say that I really appreciate all of my subscribers and all of my supporters and all the viewers, but I want to make this very clear. For all of you who come on and leave a comment about how I'm a sellout because I'm doing ads for different sponsors and now you don't know if you can even take what I say seriously or not, I want you to know that I don't care what you think because obviously you think you're some kind of a spiritual giant and what you really are is a religious shill. Being offended with an advertisement, really? And not even an advertisement that's immoral or that could be considered offensive. And for those of you who complain how it's so difficult to go to another link to see the full video, to you I say how sad that you're either too lazy and don't care enough about yourself or your family to see the information that maybe could have saved your life. Maybe you're just not aware, but I'm no longer allowed to post all the facts on my YouTube channel. And many others have already been removed from platforms like YouTube for presenting the facts. But for some, they'd rather complain and judge and criticize things that they could simply not watch or not pay attention to if they chose to. But I understand we live in the last days and Americans, especially people in the West, are the most spoiled, ungrateful, and self-centered of all people on earth. I know, I live here. That will be changing. Sometimes we need to hear the same thing in a different way to help us understand it. Proverbs 132 says, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools will destroy them. For the faithlessness of the naive will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. And finally, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Let me summarize for you what all three of these are saying. They're saying that being unwilling to listen to the truth and not believe the facts will end up hurting you and eventually kill you. And being complacent and willfully ignorant will end up destroying you. The truth is being told to you. And this video is something that if you're too lazy to watch it, you'll fit into one of those categories. Or if you're too complacent or apathetic to care, it will destroy you. I feel it's very urgent that we get this information out to everyone. Um, I started researching vaccines uh, probably in my early 20s, um, been very interested in them, but never before have I seen um, the technology being used on this proposed COVID-19 vaccine, never before. First of all, this vaccine will be using a modified RNA or modified DNA in the vaccine. So why is this important? It's important to know because it could potentially alter our DNA, our genome. And what's the big deal about DNA or RNA? Well, our genome. Well, the genome is what makes us human, what separates us from the rest of the animals and plants in the world. It's the blueprint for what creates us, what, how we reproduce, how we function, how we repair, how we evolve. So one little change, one little protein inserted, one taken out, one changed, can actually create a congenital defect or a hereditary disorder. So a little change is grand. So something that can alter that could really be devastating on us humans, right? 
So they're proposing to use this technology and part of this is called transfection, okay? Transfection is the same technology being used to uh, make a genetically modified organism, such as a tomato or corn in the grocery store. Um, and we all know that Monsanto is uh, pretty well known for making genetically modified organisms. And they're not as healthy as the organic, the, the wild type that you see out in nature. So if this is the same technology being used on the plants, well, what would happen to us humans? Potentially, we would not be as healthy, okay? And I want to remind everyone that this is the first time um, that it would be used on humans large scale. We would be the experiment. We would be the lab rats. Um, we don't have long-term studies. So this is very, very important to know. Let me just go and show you or tell you about one of the front runners for this vaccine. Um, that is Moderna. Moderna um, has been given about $1 billion from the US government for research and development. Um, it's backed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, so they have a lot of money backing them. I wanted to let you know they're, they're kind of the new kids on the block. They really have not been around for that long. They have never developed a human vaccine nor a human medicine ever. This is their first run at it. Um, also, just to know, for you to know that they have gone from fast track, their vaccine, light years. Okay, so they went from a lab, you know, experiment to phase two, which is using only 45 human subjects in 63 days, two months. That's crazy. <laughs> we should have years behind that. And, and I'm going to remind you that this is the first time they've ever um, developed a vaccine. Um, their early studies so far showed that in their, their phase two, which is using 45 human subjects, when they did introduce this vaccine into the human subjects, 100% of the high-dose vaccine group, 100% got systemic side effects. In the low-dose vaccine group, 80% got systemic side effects. So already we're seeing initially side effects. Now, long-term, we don't know. So on Moderna, one of the, the, um, the ways that they could apply this would be uh, a proposal would be going to use a bandage called a microneedle platform. So microneedle platform would be a bandage that you could get in the, the mail, like Amazon or UPS. It's a bandage you would apply on your hand here, um, and then you take the sticker off, and then voila, you have a vaccine. You do it yourself. So how are they doing this? The bandage has tiny little micro needles on it and it's designed after a snake fang or a viper fang. So it's like a, a bite from a snake, but many of them. And they say you really won't feel it, but it goes into your skin and the little tiny micro needles will be injected. So what's in a micro needle? It'll be either the DNA or the RNA vaccine. Number two, it'll be something called luciferase. Now this is very important to know. They patented an enzyme called luciferase, okay? So this is called luciferase, they claim, because it gives a bioluminescence, a light, okay? And it's uh, not something you can see or feel, 
but if you have a special device like a smartphone app um, with a special application, you can scan over it and it will light up. It'll show a pattern, a digital code, a barcode, a tattoo. We're gonna be branded. Each person will have their own ID. You know, this reminds me of World War II. You know, it's something to think about being branded like a product in the store. So that will be in there and that will hold proof that you're being vaccinated. They wanna make sure that you're scanned and that you've gotten the vaccine. So we'll be branded. What could that be used for? Well, there's lots of technologies out there, but it's something that we need to be concerned about. So there's two things. We have a brand new experimental DNA or RNA vaccine that could potentially alter our genome. And number two, we're going to be tattooed or branded with an ID. And then number three, there'll be, this is all in a hydrogel. So hydrogel is a, is a technology that was invented by DARPA, Department of Advanced Research Project Agency. Now this is a small part of the Pentagon or the Department of Defense. They make the sci-fi inventions that you might hear about. So this is one of their inventions. You can um, look up on YouTube, Hydrogel, the company Profusa, and DARPA, and you'll see some clips of some of the technology of this. So this is a special technology because it goes under the skin, it's, the body doesn't reject it, and it has nanotechnology, which are microscopic mic uh, robotic organisms. So these microscopic organisms that are robotic will be in your body, okay? They can assemble, disassemble, and reassemble and to do innumerable things into the body. So the idea of this would be, it's a way for it to gather information from your body. So you could get your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your you know heart rate, which sounds good. Okay, gather that information. However, it's also has a potential to be used for other things. It can gather how many steps you've taken, if you've fallen, if you're swimming, if you're running, um, if you're menstruating, how your menstrual cycle goes, if you're having sex, if you're sleeping. Um, it actually has a potential to know your emotions, okay? All of this data, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year is being accumulated. And where is it going? Well, they claim it goes to a smart app like your phone, the iCloud, or any smart device. But who's getting this information? Who is using it? What are they using it for? That has not been answered. So the other important thing to know is they're gathering all this information about us. And we're, we're putting that out. So we're being connected to artificial intelligence. You have to know this is not just a vaccine, we're being connected to artificial intelligence. So just like a, a phone, you have your smartphone, you can send a text, you can send an email, but then the phone or someone else can send something back to you, to your phone. That means something can send something back to our bodies, messages or information. Well, what could, what could happen from that? I could imagine that you could be affected with your mood or your behavior, your memory. That could really cause a lot of problems, a lot of confusion. And who's in charge of this? The Department of Defense, Bill and Melinda Gates? Who's doing this? We don't have answers yet, but this is something real to know. This is being um, proposed. 
And I don't know if you've heard of something called ID2020, but it's also uh, the idea that everybody will have a unique identifier. And from that identifier, everything will happen. We will not need credit cards. We won't need cash. Well, this is the beginning of the unique identifier, this branding, this tattoo. This means the end of cash, the end of credit cards. This is the beginning of all of this, okay? The loss of autonomy, the loss of independence, the loss of privacy. We have to really know what these people are intending to do. So the hydrogel also, the companies are claiming that the hydrogel has the potential to be an on-demand drug delivery system. Okay, and I'm not saying it's coming in this vaccine, but I'm saying this is the same technology. You need to know this. So an on-demand drug delivery, that means that through a, a light application, that a drug could be delivered into your body. Well, that's a little concerning because I know if I take a medicine, I have a tablet and a bottle that has a label. I see the tablet and it has a unique identifier on the tablet and I take it and I know when I take it, I'm in control. But what if something, it has a light source and I'm not quite sure what they mean by that, but that is what they're talking about, can activate something in your body. What if you don't know it's been activated? What if there's a problem with it? I mean, could you imagine the implications of this? What if a bunch of people are rioting out of control? Could something be stimulated in you to sedate you? I could imagine in the wrong hands, this could be very dangerous. Is that part of the reason of our military being involved? I'm just giving you some ideas to be critical thinkers and to know what they're proposing in these vaccines and to research these things for yourself. You really have to know how it's not just a vaccine they're giving us. They're manipulating our DNA, our genome. And you know, they say it's temporary, but I'm telling you that when you manipulate the genome with transfection, you can make it permanent. It is a possibility. And they won't know that until they do it to all of us. Do you want to take that chance? The second time I saw him was uh, the March after that. Uh, so March 2017 in the White House. In both of those two meetings, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccine, ill effects of vaccine, ill effects of vaccines. And, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And the thing that'll get us back to the world that we had before coronavirus is the vaccine and getting that out to all 7 billion people. And being effective for older people whose immune system is weak is a huge challenge. If you really amp up the vaccine to do that, then you can run into safety issues. Then you can run into safety issues. Then you can run into safety issues. So we're gonna have to take something that usually takes five or six years and get it done in 18 months. But there will be a trade-off. We'll have less safety testing. We'll have less safety testing. We'll have less safety testing than we typically would have.
as I understand it then from what you're saying is that it may be that there needs to be some compromise in some of the the safety measures that may, would normally be expected to create a vaccine because time is so crucial. Well, of course, if you if you want to wait and see if a side effect shows up two years later, if you want to wait and see if a side effect shows up two years later, if you want to wait and see if a side effect shows up two years later, uh, that takes two years. So something to worry about with medicines, that is, might some of them have side effects? Do we need safety testing? I mean, and we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. So, yeah, I think maybe we should have a safety system where we, you know, do trials and test things out. Yeah, I think maybe we should have a safety system. Yeah, I think maybe we should have a safety system. You know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. So, you might ask why, why is this happening in this new proposed vaccine? Why are all these new technologies? Well, whenever I'm not sure of something, I always say, follow the money. And when you're looking at the backers of these companies that are trying to be the front runners for the vaccine manufacturing, um, when you're looking at the research and development, when you're looking at who is behind the big health organizations like the World Health Organization, the National Institute of Health, the CDC, Center for Disease Control, you find the same names. One of the major backers is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Another one you're going to see a lot is our military, the Department of Defense and DARPA. Okay, that's another part of the Pentagon. So you're seeing this over and over and over again. Okay, so we know there's entities, military, but let's look at the people, the Bill and Melinda Gates that are so outspoken because why would they really be so interested in vaccines? because they're part of the software technology. They're tech people. They have no background in health or science or epidemiology. Well, if you look at, and they're the ones backing and financing millions and millions of dollars into these companies. So they have a vested interest, so they can make money because you make money off of vaccines. That's one thing. But looking at the family history, you see that uh, Bill Gates' family has been very much involved with eugenic, eugenics. Sorry, eugenics. That is population control of the world. They and he do believe that there is too there are too many people in the world, and that to make a healthy world we need to depopulate. Okay, well, who is he to say who stays and who goes? And he is on video stating that. By new vaccines, the technology of new vaccines, we can depopulate, he believes, by 10 to 15 percent. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Okay, who, who is he to decide who stays and who goes again? So this is uh, very concerning. We need to look at the motivations behind someone pushing this. Is that their motivation? Another thing to know is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the DARPA, again, that Pentagon um, uh, agency, they actually 
have been funding something called gene drive research or gene extinction technology. And it's just like you might believe it is. It's about extinction or species extinction. They propose to use this and they have funded many millions of dollars to this to exterminate a species from the planet. They are proposing to do this with the mosquitoes in Africa and other things and plants. Again, did anyone talk about this but these two agencies? So if they can go ahead and exterminate a species from the planet, that could extrapolate to humans. What if there's a species or a race they don't like? That's a potential. And how do they do this? They do it by mutagenesis, mutating a gene through, again, this word called transfection. Transfection is a way to manipulate the DNA and then you can mutate a gene. That's actually the same technology they're using in this new vaccine they're proposing for COVID-19. Guys, we have to know the motivation behind these vaccines. What is the intent? Why are they rushing it? Also, you need to know that with the vaccines, if we get hurt, if people are killed, if people are paralyzed, if they get cancer, not one person has recourse. We cannot sue, we don't have a voice because they passed in the United States two mandates to protect the vaccine manufacturers and anyone who administers them from all liability, all liability. So first of all, there's a 1986 Vaccine Act, look that up, that already exempted them from any liability. Then just to really cover their, their tracks, in February of 2020, Alex Azar, of the United States went ahead and passed an Emergency Preparedness Act, which included complete zero liability for all the vaccine manufacturers once again. So there's two mandates. And also through that Emergency Preparedness Act, they can force vaccinations on a population if there is no known treatment for the infection. So this goes into the next thing of there is a treatment, you know, there have been doctors stepping forward. We do know of different treatments. In fact, hydroxychloroquine, you might've heard about that, but it's being banned from certain protocols. Uh, doctors, including my state, Georgia, where I'm licensed, um, the pharmacies now can turn down our prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine at their leisure. We never heard this before. Why is a doctor being prevented from prescribing a treatment that we know that can help with this virus and even prevent it? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it's the money. Maybe maybe it's uh, an agenda for the vaccines because what is the other reason? Doctors, American frontline doctors, they went up and they, they were talking about their experiences, how they had such success with the hydroxychloroquine. They went in front of Congress and, or they had a public hearing and then they were silenced. Their website went down. One of the doctors was fired. Another one has been slandered. Um, there were repercussions for speaking out. So for everybody who tuned in yesterday, I understand it went to over 20 million views on YouTube, Google, I'm sorry, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And then they deleted us and canceled us. They deleted us and canceled us. We're tired of seeing patients die in front of us. And we're even more upset to see the spider web of fear that is enveloping the American public. When there's a treatment, there's a cure. When there's a treatment, there's a cure.
Like, sure, people have been afraid to say that, but what else do you call it if you give somebody the medication early and it aborts the disease process? And it aborts the disease process. We're coming after you, big tech. We're coming after you. We won't be silenced. The First Amendment is first for a reason. Okay? You won't silence. If we come back every day, we'll come back every day. There's thousands of us. And by the way, the tide of evidence for hydroxychloroquine being safe and the solution for Americans, it's a tsunami. The tide of evidence for hydroxychloroquine being safe and the solution for Americans, it's a tsunami. The drug has been shown in endemic areas where they use it all the time. There's no COVID, almost zero. Who's the number one person for infectious disease in the world? And has he weighed in on this? He has. His name's Didier Raoul. He's treated 4,000 people with this drug and have fabulous results. Hydroxychloroquine works. Withholding it from patients is shameful. We're here to bring you that news. Hydroxychloroquine works. Um, I'm Dr. Stella Emanuel. I'm a pediatrician and an emergency room physician, Houston, Texas. I come from a different perspective. I'm, I'm from Cameroon originally, and I went to medical school in Nigeria. We took hydroxychloroquine, we took camoquine, flavoquine, and all the queens. So I'm kind of used to these medications. So when they started saying it was not work, it was dangerous, I was like, what? Because we give it to babies, pregnant women, elderly people, everybody takes it. Hydroxychloroquine works. I have treated over 350 patients, asthmatics, diabetics, old people, 92 year olds, 70 something year olds, 80 something year olds. We've not had one death. America, you don't need to be afraid. COVID has a cure. You don't need to be afraid. COVID has prevention. It is important that people realize there is a concerted effort to keep the safety and efficacy of hydroxychloroquine away from the American people, and we need to speak up. All of us do. Thank you. The only way you, as the American people, will get this drug is if you demand it. You're going to have to write to your, um, your congressmen, your um, governors, tweet President Trump. You've got to demand it. If you demand it, you'll get it, and you can save your life and many others. Do it. I, thank, thank you so much. Yes, let's do that. Let's all tweet the president. Demand hydroxychloroquine. Hashtag hydroxychloroquine works right to the president. The Apostle Peter wrote, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm not willing that you perish either but it's your choice. There's a link in the description box below that'll help lead you in a simple prayer to receive the Lord of glory, Jesus Christ. If you want him to be the Lord of your life, I recommend you go there and click on that link now. It's your choice. Think about it. <laughs>